Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. We spend a lot of time talking about how important it is to take care of your mental health. Therapy is an excellent way to do that. BetterHelp is an affordable mental health care option that fits right into your busy schedule. Just answer a few quick questions about your needs and preferences, and BetterHelp will match you with one of the thousands of experienced mental health professionals in their network. You can talk to your therapist over text, chat, phone, or video. You get to pick what works best for you, your comfort, and your schedule. If you feel like your therapist isn't the right fit, BetterHelp makes it easy to switch to someone new at no additional cost. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. BetterHelp is offering our listeners 10% off their first month of therapy. Just go to betterhelp.com slash music speaks to get started. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash music speaks to get 10% off your first month of therapy. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the Amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener. Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in whole bean, ground, and even evil single serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code MUSICSPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to BonesCoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. If you're anything like me, free time is limited. So things like yard work are just not doable. And if you're also like me, you don't even own a lawnmower. That is why All Above Landscaping is the right choice. All Above includes a variety of options when it comes to your landscaping needs, including lawn installation, design, irrigation, debris removal, maintenance, and much more. If you're in the city of Sumter and you're looking for reliable service at a friendly price, give All Above Landscaping a call today. It's 803-464-7414. Mention that you heard this ad on this podcast and you'll get a special discount on your first service. Again, that's 803-464-7414. Call All Above Landscaping today. Like so many of you, we battle depression through life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing we could rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, share our stories through songs and lyrics, interview musicians and other artists, break down genres, deep dive into band biographies, and much, much more. This is the Woodward Tale Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley, James Cox, and Amanda Dolan. And now, the When Words Fail, Music Speaks interview. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, all right. 
So um, I don't know if you're listening to our, 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 our interview episode, which is great, which is fine. Um, but the way it's going to happen is Amanda's going to introduce you. We have a bio sent by, um, I forgot his name. It'll come I edited you. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, But it's all got the same stuff. It's just uh, the way I like to talk. So, Right, right. She's going to introduce um, you, and we're going to have a great talk talking about music. Yep. Okay. All right. Is anything off limits or like, you yeah, know, you, know, you guys okay. ask me anything you want. I like it. I like because I've done so many interviews and a lot of it's the same kind of thing. So I like anything that stirred oh, at yeah, me well, that we'll might be off the wall. You know, we might, I got some, we might surprise I, you here. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple of things I want to want to talk to you about. Mm. So we'll we'll get into it here in a minute. Okay. So everyone ready? James, okay, you ready to hit the you ready? Yeah. In three, two, one. Hi, and welcome back to the When Wars Fail Music Speaks podcast. I'm Amanda Dolan, and I'm here with my co-host, James Cox, along hey. with Tattoo Billy. Uh, Tattoo Billy's Howdy. band was founded in the late 1980s. Don't think you got your name until the 90s, though, by right. Herstel Begley and his son, Ed Begley. Um, over the years, the band's lineup has changed. Um, your dad passed in 2014, as well as guitarist, Rodney Begley in 2015 and Gary Little in 2021. So you, um, Ed, are the final original member of the band. Got yes. some new members, including your wife, right? Um, which I have questions about. Um, you've released a number of albums over the years. The most recent uh, single out is Frisky Whiskey um, yes. with Jonathan Joss, who is the voice of John Redcorn on King of the Hill starring in the music video um and you've had songs featured in um the movie uh, kiss of a vampire which when i looked for i had a hard time finding because it's under a different name on imdb that doesn't matter and that's starring Im immortal something oh yeah it's under immortal years i think originally and yeah. uh it's kiss of the vampire now i think you can find it on tubi now oh, oh i might yeah. have to go the watch TV's it great. yeah um and that's starring daniel goddard and Martin yeah. Cove and um, mm. Matthias Hughes. Yes. And you yeah. guys, even all of these years later, right? You're still writing and performing all over the place. Yep. yep. We're like Methuselah. We won't go away. <laughs> Been hey, around that's, forever. That's not bad at all. I, I'm so excited that you're here. I, I listened to some of your music and checked you all out and had a really great sound. It's just it reminds me of growing up. Oh, thank you. In the you. best I ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm again I'm so happy to have you here. And I, James, do you want to start? Do you have any questions to start while I yes. pour myself some I, whiskey <laughs> for frisky yeah, whiskey? There, there one of go. us drinking and one of us is not, and that's me who's not. But she's gonna drink for. I'm gonna know, have some some whiskey. That's gonna. Want to make in it honor, fun, yeah, maybe that whiskey. In honor, whiskey, right? <laughs> Hopefully, not so much that I make it too fun. There you go. There you go. Right. Just enough. So, there you um, go. Mr. Ed, I, I just want to thank you so much for um, promoting us on on X, which is formerly Twitter, Facebook, and all the other things. I did not expect you to do that, but but from the bottom of my heart, yeah. thank you. That helped a lot. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me on. It's a real honor to be on with you guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime. So excited. Um, first question for you. Okay, so Tattoo Billy was was founded in the late eighties, right? So yeah. So 
uh, starting your your music career in the eighties, nineties, and in two thousands and more. Right. Which yeah. That just made me like. Yeah. Sometimes when I think of it, it's like two thousands, right, yeah. and then and then like two, there's another decade know. after mm-hmm. that now. But um, since it's eighties to now, which 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 uh, generation is 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 would you prefer to listen to music the most in? Music that I like to listen to. Yes, which which generation yeah. from you know seventies eighties? Well, you know? Yeah. Right now, I like uh, I like a lot of like uh. Because a lot of you know me being kind of a southern rock artist, say a lot of people think I'm like all the time listening to southern rock. And I, I mean, like right now, there's a band I'm listening to I really like. They're called Blame My Youth, and uh, it's kind of like an alternative rock band or a real good band. They got a song out called Stupid Human. I like them. I like to like uh, Alkaline Trio, Senses yes. Fail. Yeah. You know, so I listen to a lot of different stuff uh and then i like some of these newer like guys out of texas where she's from like austin mead and uh cole wetzel and and guys like that too so you know uh kind of a mixed bag you know what what i like and i like the old country guys too of course you gotta like johnny cash and waylon jennings and all those guys too you know they're they're just uh legends yeah. I am. I am going to ask you about William Jennings. So, so I, so I was listening into your your song "Born in Dixie," which is also, which is on your last cut, uh, yeah, album, and that had for me uh, that sounded like a strong um, inspiration of William Jennings. Is that true, or am, am I like far apart from it? No, no, you're you're spot on. Uh, yes. My dad and the uh, when we were playing around, he looked so much like Waylon Jennings and stuff like that. They called him Little Waylon. Okay. What, what his nickname was on the scene. And uh, I kind of grew up, it's kind of like a a different scene as in like uh, I was growing up and I was watching my dad play these honky tonks. And, and back then, you know, if you walked in the honky tonk, you were seven or eight years old. And as long as you was with your mom or whatever, it wasn't nobody like, hey, get that kid out of here. Mm-hmm. So I'd be in the honky tonk, seeing my dad play, you know, and this is so long ago. My first memory of being there. Uh, I remember Urban Cowboy was like the big movie yeah. that was out with John Travolta at the time. So, you know, I was like a real young kid and I was going in these places seeing my dad play. You know, at that time, I never thought I would wind up playing with him myself, you know. So the uh, back in and, and the scene was really different too. back in. The scene was, uh, you know, honky tonks and it was honky tonks when I first started playing, too. And uh, so. Uh, I call them honky tonks, aka gun and knife clubs. They were pretty rough joints. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. when I was in high school, when I first joined my dad, the first place I played with him was a place that had chicken wire around the stage. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm getting Roadhouse yeah. vibes here. Yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, so, I guess the, the audience would be kind of more rambunctious than what, what the. Uh, so. Yeah. I'm I'm curious then how your um uh amateur boxing fighting helped you then in these honky tonks with they're a little more rough and tumble. Yeah, yeah. I went that deep into <laughs> it, it was some rough and tumble times. We um as a band tried to just basically stick together if anything happened, you know what I mean? On on stage. Luckily we were very we were a very professional band, so we now my dad did, 
but this was when I was a kid. My dad and my mom and a bunch of them got into a big scuffle with, a, and I'm not going to mention the name, but it was a uh, an MC club, a motorcycle club, and they had a big old fight. The whole bar was fighting, but this is when I was a kid, and my mom wound up getting arrested in it. You know what I mean? She'll probably get mad. Oh wow! The story, you know, I've never told it before, but uh, yeah. So th that's the only time I known of something happening. The other time it came close to something like that happened in one of the clubs was uh we were playing a place that uh, well I probably shouldn't mention the name of the place but it was a truck stop slash bar and it was up in uh Washington Courthouse in Ohio and uh the whole place was filled up with uh lot lizards or you might mm -hmm. yes call yes lady, we, yeah, lady yeah, we know the night you know so uh we're in our plane we play the whole night we get to the end of the night it's uh the whole place has got like a weird vibe to it, you know, mm -hmm. sheriff comes in, walks out, you know, it's like, okay. So at the end of the night, we go up to try to get paid and the guy act like he wasn't going to pay us. And we were like, oh boy, here we go. This guy ain't going to pay us for this show. You know what I mean? But he finally wound up paying us and we were like, okay. And we did wind up coming back and playing two more shows there, you know, but uh, it was definitely a one of the weirder places I played at too, which Unfortunately, most of my music career, though we did have some good gems, you know, of opening up for artists. But we, you know, most of my uh, music career was unfortunately in the honky tonk, you know. Good stuff, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes okay. I think those smaller, more intimate, I'm going to say, say smaller, more intimate venues can be really fun. For both the, the artist and the the fans watching, yeah, and and we have a we had a a pretty good following, and I mean I still got a a decent enough following now. They still buy my music if, and stream it, and you know, and like he's you can see the Frisky Whiskey video; it's almost a hundred thousand views, you know. So which is great. People yeah. still it's a yeah fun video, so people, right? Yeah, so I, I do got a a small contingent of fan base and that's why i tell a lot of people do what you do do it for you and you'll find your crowd you'll find your audience so don't listen to anybody it's like oh you can't do this or you can't sing or you can't do that because if i did that i would have never boxed i would have never played bass i would have never did anything in my life but i listened to me listen to my heart uh like he's mentioned in the bible earlier listen to god put a lot of faith in him and actually done things, had songs and movies. Uh, I was in a book with a number one artist in South Africa, Steve Hoffmeyer, and he has me listed as a celebrity under there. It's probably to the disdain of the other South African celebrities that are sharing pages with me. Oh, but, come you on know, now. There. Yeah, right. but yeah. you're, you are a celebrity, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that, though, that like go with your, almost like lead with your intuition know that if you're doing what brings you joy that the the people yeah. the success all of that will will follow you mm -hmm. and it, show it, up. and if it isn't you know and it's success is a what is success to you and everybody yes. has a different concept of it mine's like if i write one song and one person likes it i've had success yeah you've done your job yeah i've done my job I've, one person actually likes something i did so my my uh, outlook has always been when I was younger. Uh, how could you say it? I used to want to be anybody but me. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the big celebrity. And now that I'm older, I wouldn't want to be anybody but me like and you. where I'm at. You know? Yeah. So, so let me ask a quick ahead. question because you brought it up. Uh, you said we, we're, t- we're talking about when you were younger. Um, so many kids change their minds from day to day about what you want to be. Um, did you always want to be a musician or did you have other dreams like like normal kids would say, you know, because cause I remember having a dream of becoming like a race car driver one day. Uh, right. Something else the other day. Um, was, was music your always go, like go-to thing? Well, growing up, there was so much music around me. I think I was kind of like, I, I don't want to, you know, being around it so much, I, I wasn't really drawn to it till I was about... I think I was 16 and a half and there was some girl in school that liked musicians. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, huh, yeah, I like this girl and maybe she'll like me if I'll pick up an instrument. And yeah. at that time, uh, in rock music, I joined a rock band, but the bass player only had to beat one string. You know what I mean? Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. The guitar player did all the work. So I picked up the bass and six weeks later I was playing shows, you know, just beating a, a string open, you know? So, uh, See, I might disagree with you on the bass player. Like you all are part of the percussion, like, right. You're part of the keeping the rhythm going. And so if you all mess up, right. Like that can shift things. But also what I find interesting is that when I think of a bass player, I think of the guy standing in the corner, not doing anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. not, not doing anything, but just kind of standing there and rocking. But you're a bass player and front man singer yeah how does that work because that's not normal it, it it works out pretty good as in because i've been doing it you know what i mean i think a lot of it's mm-hmm. experience when i hear like stories about the beatles when they went to hamburg and they were in germany and they were playing six hours a night i did that i did six hours that's it was all my shows starting off we started at nine eight nine o'clock at night we didn't get to quit till two thirty in the morning you know uh so playing those chops playing those bars and and like you were mentioned even with the uh, the boxing you learn to lose butterflies you get up and it's almost like a job to you you know what i mean and, and you turn it on and you, and you do it and uh you may not be the best every night at it you know sometimes you might have a cold sometimes your voice might crack but uh we are firm believers and we don't use tr- click tracks and we don't sing with you know, with the recordings, we get out and we play it live. We play it raw, the old-fashioned way. You mentioned that, and I'm going to maybe put you on the spot. But a few weeks ago was the um, Super Bowl, and Alicia Keys is up there. And I think her voice cracked just a little bit in the live performance. Clearly no auto-tune. Clearly it was her singing. And then now the official like recording that's out on you know the nfl youtube page or whatever has that voice auto-tuned right right yeah. i'm and, disappointed like i have to say i'm disappointed that they did not have that yeah to show that imperfection that right that we're not always perfect and that you can right. be amazing at something and still mess up so like yeah and, and that's about being a, a live act it's not going to be perfect you know what i mean right. it's going you you know, and when people say, oh, that band sounded horrible. I said, well, you were listening to a real live band. You know, you're 
everything ain't going to be perfect just like the record every time you play it you know there might be something a guitar might get out of tune on you and you got to fix it real quick while you're playing and or your voice might crack and you're like oh no you know but you you, you just play through it you know what i mean and usually if you don't acknowledge one thing i've learned about playing out and playing out for all these years now is that if you don't acknowledge your mistake most people don't recognize it either you know what i mean except for maybe like a a super bowl performance you know or something like that but the thing is is i didn't notice that until somebody pointed it out on some social media because for me it was just a live performance and right and and and, and that's what i love yep and that's what i like about like when you see the stones stones are still playing live they're still you know what i mean so you know uh yeah get out there and do it for real you know and if you fall you're just going to get better you're just going to get better as you go you know and uh more shows you play the longer you play you you just you know to get up and that like when we did openers to get up and play like 10 or 11 songs it was like a warm-up to us mm-hmm. you know whenever we got to open up for like bigger acts so it was like we had to energize up like hey come on we gotta you know get it together we got to put a show on here you know and you had to energize yourself up because you're only getting to play 10 or 11 songs which to us was like nothing that's just one set out of what four or five sets we used to do a night you know what i mean so we'd have to try to energize up all right let's get it you know get out there let's move around let's get it you know going and uh so yeah i mean i love the live perform and i love it so much if i didn't have to haul my equipment and hook it up if it was like hey we love your music and it's close enough. And they're like, we come here and play a couple sets and we'll have the PA hooked up and we'll have everything ready to go for you. I'd probably do it for free because I like playing music. But with the work involved in it, you know, you got to make something. It's you got to get paid. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a lot of work, you know. And I got a set rate that I play by and I and I got you know, history and legacy behind me as a, as a independent artist mm-hmm. and that, you know, I'm not going to give it away. No. You know, and, you know, so some people don't book me because they think I'm too high and, you know, and other people think I'm those just Those aren't right. your people. So, no. Yeah, those aren't my people, you know. So, but it's, it's, it is fun. I do enjoy it. Now, I don't do it as a full-time living anymore, you know, just because I can't, I, we i was talking to somebody today about this i were talking about my first record deal i ever got it was with an independent label out of california i'm not going to mention her name you know what i mean but mm-hmm. uh so we signed to them and we signed to them because we had another subsidy from a major label that was interested in us and but it was like full they want a full full time commitment and which at this time, you know, we all had houses, we all had families and, you know, so we wasn't looking for like gambling at all and going on the road. We really wasn't, you know, because we had families to take care of and stuff like that. So, and they wasn't really coming off of any guarantees. So we signed with this record label and I was telling this lady today, I said, it was probably longer than this, but it seems like six weeks later, this label went out, but it was probably more like six months, you know what I mean? but it was just one of those things we wound up getting a one royalty check for like six dollars you know and it was so oh, no, small we just, um, yeah we just yeah. we just we just framed it you know put it yeah. on the wall we're like well yeah there's our it's our first our check. record check you know that's when i was <laughs> one meal and like mcdonald's but that's not you know i mean framing it better you know 
But I think that that brings up a really interesting point about like that work life family balance of and the success that you talked about earlier that being you know with your family and enjoying the music you're playing right like not feeling maybe beat down at the end of the week because you haven't spent time with your family and you haven't you said you have grandkids now you don't maybe want to be away from for months at a time but I know your wife is in the band with you now. Yes. Yes. So I'm curious, like, even though you've been, you know, you're you're the original member, is she the boss now in the band or she's got a yeah. lot of say because I'm kind of like and I got a good producer too named Matt Gracie. He's the one that produced the uh frisky whiskey uh recording and stuff like that. Right. And uh so they kind of put a handle on me because sometimes I want to do some crazy things. Oh, no, yeah. like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, okay, you know, I was like, if you do, you know, if you think it would, so, you know, so I, I do listen, you know what I mean? As more than what I did when I was younger. So I will listen to like, if they say that's not a good idea and I'll be like, okay, well, if you guys don't think it's a good idea, then I won't do it, you know? And, uh and my wife's got a, you know, she's got a great voice. I'm trying to come up with something. I'm wanting to write something with her so we can get her out there. Now, she sang a version of Frisky Whiskey, too. Oh, That's I didn't hear out. that. Okay. So I'll look her video up here. She's on the same because... kind of video, kind of like mine, but it's her singing it. And uh, her version's out on Apple Tunes, too. And, you know, a lot of people like hers better than mine. So, you know, it's probably, it might be better. <laughs> I'm a fan of the the female-led I am too. band. But yeah. what I did find when I was looking, poking around was um, a video of her doing a cover of Joan Osborne's One of Us, which is one of oh, my yeah. all-time favorite songs. We did. Like, but what I noticed off. is that, yes. So I have this question for you. And we've talked to other people who've played covers. You, like, they're unique because I listened to a couple of them and they are clearly, like, your cover, but like yours you're not trying to be the band that you're no. singing their song so yeah then how do you pick those covers and and how do you feel confident that your your way is the best way for you well our concept is if we take a song on if people wanted to hear the original they're not why listen to us you know what i mean yeah. go listen to who did it the best but if you want to hear a different version of an original so i like or a cover, I'm sorry. So to me, if you're going to do a cover, make it your own. Make it almost like an original song. You're doing it totally different. You might make the speed up. You Or like with the Joan Osborne, you know what I mean? Outside of the drummer coming in a little too quick on that live performance. Uh, it's like a punk rock version of it, you know. But I always like the song. I love the original. But I was like, let's, I do too. Let's, yeah, let's punk rock it up and make it totally different, you know. So, yeah, we try to take every cover we've ever done and just switch it around enough to make it like our own unique way. That way, I mean, you never know if you ever want to release, you know, a cover song. You're doing something like in your own original fashion, you know, and that yeah. people might like it just because it's different than the original. It's like when you listen to the songs in the 60s, people would keep like re-releasing and re-releasing uh the same songs, yeah. Chuck Berry mm-hmm. songs or old R&B artist songs, but they sound just like the original. So it was, to me, it was like, yeah, there's really no flair to it because you're just basically doing 
the same song, same speed, almost the same vocal pattern as the original. So go buy the original. Yeah, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, so, and you have artists like, or in songwriters, artists like Dolly Parton, right? With Jolene, or not Jolene? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I have Dolly Parton, Jolene. But I will always love you, right? Yeah. But then Whitney yeah. Houston, did it. Similar, yeah. like <clears throat> speed and like, but such a different different song vocal. because of their yeah. voices, like just right how their voices sound, and so you and, know and you know they're the same, but they're not. Right now, that, I agree with you. Like that song, it's kind of close, but it's it's different enough. She made it around, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which mm -hmm. was you know, which was cool, and and that's why I think people should be be original. Don't try to be like anybody else. And that was kind of my my point when I said what I said earlier. You know what I mean? People spend so much time as a, when they're a younger artist that you know you're finding your your way through, and you almost you know, do I got to mimic these guys? And I wouldn't. I mean, I really wouldn't. Even when I was playing rock and roll music, I wasn't putting lipstick on because at that time, all these guys had lipstick on, wearing makeup, running around looking like girls. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I mean, I looked like the grunge guy before grunge came around, you know. Right. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's kind of like the neighborhood I grew up in. I mean, I came out of a, a neighborhood that was one of the poorest neighborhoods in, in Ohio at the, at the time. You know what I mean? Half the, you know, half the... Uh, the neighborhood I lived in didn't have sewage system. So people were using outhouses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is like a township not far from the city. You know what I mean? Mm. And there, there's yeah, one guy we call Chicken George. He's living in a chicken coop and he'd walk around the neighborhood <laughs> with a pet rooster. You know what I mean? So I grew up in like it. I called it a hillbilly ghetto. <laughs> so is that where the name Billy, Tattoo Billy came from? The the hillbilly? So I, so I was going to ask you this. So it's, it's time to call you. How many tattoos you got? If you got, I mean, your tattoo belly. So I saw at least one on your your finger, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know. If yeah, I got. More. I got tattoos all over me. So okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, so I, got, uh, I don't have one. I don't have any. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. But, there we uh, go. Now you can't I see can, them anymore. See. I can show you one. You want to see it? I, sure. Yeah, I've got. I'm a like. I love my tattoos. So. Mm. So this oh, is wow. uh, like That's a sleeve. Amazing. My sleeve. Yeah. It's my family crest, coat of arms yeah. and stuff. They came out of like Cheshire, England. That's the uh family arms. But uh yeah, uh That's awesome. The yeah. name Beautiful. came out of uh we were trying to find a name because it's like I said, in your early stages of a band, and a lot of bands do it, even the bigger bands, you'll hear them talk about it. Sorry about that. Okay. Was that uh you run a gauntlet in your early part of your band where you're you're horrible so you run through names you keep changing your name and we did this several times it's like we play a place they hated us they kick us out they're awful you know what i mean and uh oh, no. we'd come back we'd come back two months later under a different name they're <laughs> like hey wait did, you, did we have you guys in here before you know yeah. we'd be back but we'd be back yeah yeah so we'd be back, we'd be better, you know, and uh, each time we changed the name, we kept coming back. We were better till we were top notch. And at that time, we were like, we need to find the name of a band that we can stick with now because we, you know, we're pretty decent now. <laughs> so I was coming up with a name and I was like, won't we call it Psycho Hillbilly? You know, once again, I, I come used, up with all these crazy yeah. ideas like I was telling you earlier. And my dad's like, I don't know about that. He goes, what about Tattoo Billy? I said, OK, 
I like that. It's got a good ring to it. So we went under Tattoo Bully. Well, unfortunately, I was the only guy in the band with tattoos at the time. Oh. This is, you know what I mean? So yeah. we we so would go out Billy. And play. Yeah, everybody thought I was Billy. So that's how <laughs> the name became a stage name to me because uh, everybody thought like I was Billy and I kind of became the mascot of the band. That's Billy right there because I was the guy with the tattoos, you know. And now it's my stage name just because, you know, pretty much I'm the last, you know, original member yeah. to the band. It's kind of like um, Hootie and the Blowfish. Everybody thinks that Darius Rucker is Hootie. But he's like, I'm not Hootie. I don't know what the hell, you know. Right, right. right. You're not Billy. You're, you're, you're Ed, you know. But right. yeah. yeah, it's great. It was like that because we'd be at shows and people would be like, hey, Billy, Billy, Billy. And I didn't realize they were talking to me, you know what yeah. I mean? And I was like, what? Oh, me? Are you talking to me? Oh, my name ain't Billy. Oh, I thought you was Billy because you had the tattoos. And my dad's like, hey. He goes, roll with that. You're going to be tattooed. Oh, you're going to be, yeah. Right, okay. from, you know, on, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, Iron Maiden had Eddie and Tattoo Billy had me, I guess. Yeah. The other yep. Eddie. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of Iron Maiden, which, which band do you like better since you, I mean, mentioned Iron Maiden? Do you like Iron Maiden or do you have um, um, Megadeth? Because you have, you have Eddie on one side, you know, with Iron Maiden and you have Dick Rattlehead with Megadeth. So which one? Could so, you both really good uh I mean, like, you I know, know. mascots <laughs> you know they both got really good mascots, mascots yeah. and I like that. so uh-huh. but i love uh now as in bass playing i love the bass player from uh you know iron maiden yes you can't, can't be can't beat a better bass player you know what i mean that guy can jam Paul McCartney was a good bass player too. I always liked his playing. Oh, he's great. I mean, yeah. the, the Beatles is like mine, like, How do like you? number one or yeah. number two band at all time, you know? Yeah, and mine too. And I usually don't bring it up just because it's something everybody brings up. So yeah. I always try to find something different that it's influenced me like today. What have I, you know what I mean? Like today, I jammed out all day long on uh, uh, Alkaline Trio, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, different days I, I find something i'm just like i'm niche to this I mean, some days it might be a johnny paycheck or yes. you know another day it's back to census failed or th- this and that or i like austin mead i might listen to some austin mead or cole wetzel you know and all these newer artists uh another one was uh i can't oh, i just lost his name we opened up for him and he had an album called mud dynasty and he was one of the first country rappers and uh He's got some really good stuff too, and I just had lost his name as I was talking to you. Sorry about that, but you know. I'll find I'll find it. I'm good at that. Um, yeah. Lenny Cooper. There you Lenny go. Cooper. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's yeah. my that's my superpower. That, yeah. I joke that, that it's good. not the it's not the FBI. It's the like the, it's not the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It's the Female Bureau of Investigation because like we. We are, again, are, are yeah. excellent at finding all of the things. Yes, all right. of them. Yeah, so if you have her name. I mean, you give yeah, me like that. a name and a place that somebody lived for a year, and I can find <clears throat> I can find out who their mama was and what hospital she was born at. Just give me a few minutes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But yeah, that was a good show. We opened up for him, and then um, he was a real nice guy. I met him for a second. Most of the time, those guys, when you open them up for it, they don't even stick around to look at you or anything like that. He stuck around for our sound check and got to talk to him for a minute. He's a really nice guy. But uh, we did like 
and back then we were pretty slim. Like we did two shows that day. So we opened up for him. Then we loaded our equipment and went to another show. It was like three hours away. And, you know, it was just busy, busy. Yeah. And riding in a van. That's a long day. And I think, (laughs) I mean, I'm going to maybe age all of us here, but that kind of stuff is hard on your body. It is. Physically. Right. I mean, heck, at this point, just riding in a van like that for three hours would be rough on me, much less slinging equipment around and standing and performing. So, you know, we talk a lot about mental health around here. I think mental health, physical health, all of that, you know, goes hand in hand. So what do you do when you're on the road or you've got lots of shows like that to take care of yourself, your vocal health, your mental health, physical, all of that? Yeah. Back then it was really tough because at that time I was um, I was married to another lady before my wife today. And she uh, she had heart disease. She passed away from heart disease. So that like that show in particular, I was talking about, I was all night at the hospital with her Mm -hmm. and she understood the, the business of it all. And she was like, I was like, well, I can cancel these shows or I'll let somebody else play bass for me for those two shows tomorrow. She goes, no, go play the shows. So I went and I played both shows and went back to the hospital at the end of it and stayed there with her, you know, overnight. But yes, it's a very, that's what a lot of people don't realize is what musicians go through to entertain you. You know, they might show up to that show and they put a show on for you and you don't know what kind of struggles or things that are going on in, you know, in their own personal life that, but they made that show to be there and not disappoint you. So try not to be a butthead in a crowd and heckle the band because they might've sacrificed a lot to be there for you. Just go have fun. Like I'm just yeah. a, like in my, in my mind, I'm like, just go have fun. Like there's no reason to be a jerk to anyone. Right. Really. And honestly, when somebody's a jerk back, like to you, sometimes like it's actually so much more satisfying to be so kind to them that they're like, Mm -hmm. but I want you to be mad at me or, you know, they just then get frustrated that they're not getting the reaction that they want. Yeah. Don't, don't be an asshole. Right. That's that's (laughs) the thing when you play a lot of the bars and stuff like it, you always get somebody who's got a little too much alcohol in them and they want to heckle and whatever you know what i mean but and it's like i said we had good shows too like i said like opening up for lenny cooper was a cool show you know he probably wouldn't remember us because it's a one-nighter and opened up for fog hat that was a one-nighter they probably they if you mentioned tattoo billy they're not going to know who we are either but they were <laughs> they well. were cool yeah they were cool paydays and stuff like that so those were the shows those kinds of little openers and they would be like way down on the bottom so I'm not like overhyping myself here. We would be like the first band up into the build up of probably another opening act into all the rest of them. So we were like the first ones up, up and you know, sometimes there wouldn't even hardly see, be anybody I, there. But see, I will tell you that that most times that I found out that the, that the openers are the best bands ever, you know? Yeah, a lot of people liked it. And we always brought like t-shirts and whatever and we just yeah. threw them in the audience because yeah. the uh the paydays were so decent. Like when we opened up for Fog Hat, I mean, we played a half hour. It was a show I would have did for free, and we made a lot of money. You know what I mean for that show. So it's uh, 
So we always brought something when we were going to have good paydays. We like to stay out 30 T-shirts into the crowd or whatever. You know what I mean? Get back to people what actually came out and seen us or was fans to us. And uh, we always try to take time for those people, too. I mean, I got a guy right now I got to send something to. I kind of slipped my mind. I was supposed to do it over the weekend. He wanted an autographed picture of me. And I got to get that in the mail as I was speaking at this ding, 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 ding rang a bell in my head i gotta get that took care of but yeah we always try to take care of anybody it's always supported us and uh a lot of repeat offenders i mean we'd have people follow us into like we played a show over in kentucky they would follow us all the way from ohio and just to see us play in kentucky or wherever you know what i mean so it's real nice to have nice people like that that support you and uh, are still supporting you in some way or another yeah I was going to ask you about your going back to your dad now. Um, that when you and him, and I think it was your brother, or or was that like a like another member of your family? Oh, it was my cousin Rodney. Cousin. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, when they were there, uh, when you were making music with them, who was the main writer of out of that three? What was it you, or was it your dad, or 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 was it your cousin? It's me and my dad. We pretty okay. much wrote everything. Yeah. Okay. And we we kind of, it was kind of like a Paul McCartney, John Lennon type of thing. We bounced off each other. We pretty much co-wrote everything. He wrote some songs like uh, I didn't have any involvement and in, was, but it's very few. He's got one that's on a uh, TikTok and it, it's an old recording. It's like 88, 89. And it, they've made like 200 videos on TikTok with it. It's called Pat Paul's Girl. And it's under Herstel Bagley. So if you want to check that out, but it's an old recording and a lot of people's used it with their granddaughters, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Would, yeah. Get a I'm a papa's girl. That's great. Yeah. 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 I caught my, so, my grandpa was papa. So. Oh yeah. We did. I don't have to, I don't have to listen to that. Papa was a great name. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, it's been a, like I said, I still like to write. I still like to get out and I still put, I mean, I play shows, you know what I mean, too. So, you know, yeah. we're, it, it, it's something I, I enjoy doing. I don't intend on quitting until I basically can't do it anymore. And it, and I now that my wife's involved with me, too, it's it's a it's a greater enjoyment because for a lot of time I kind of quit. There was probably a year. I'd say about a year's space after my dad died. I finished up what shows I had booked. I was singing them and then a drummer I had at the time uh was uh singing the songs too and uh so i it just didn't feel the same you know after he passed away on stage so and then my cousin dying too you know what i mean so i'm up on stage i got you know but i finished we we finished the shows it was it was a tough year like 2000 it was 2014 he passed away but my wife passed away that year and then he passed away six months later I was actually uh, training for my last fight boxing match, and that's where I actually met my wife at I have today. So we met in a boxing gym, and uh, I finished up my fight, too. They was going to cancel it, so I, I fought through all the adversity and, and finished up all my obligations despite what was going on in my personal life and got to meet her, and she was a – complete blessing you know and then come find out she's saying she didn't even know i played music either and she's like oh, i didn't know you played music and i didn't know she sang and now we're singing it works, and playing it works, yeah. It works perfectly. yeah i love that and i think it's 
Like grief is a, is a funny thing, right? Like your grief, my grief, James's grief, like it's not going to look the same from person to person or day to day. So embrace whatever your grief looks like and don't judge someone else's because you have no idea Mm. what their story is. Right. And, uh, but yeah, it was a, uh, it's a tough year. And luckily I tell you, if it wasn't for boxing, and we mentioned boxing earlier, is that I don't think my body would have held up. I was in such good conditioning then, not now, but back then that, you know, my body was able to hang up, you know, hold up to all this stress that was going on in my life just because I think I was in such good shape, you know, I was in fighting condition and stuff. And like I said, my boxing went back. Uh, I mean, in 1999, my my trainer was a former world junior weight champion, uh, Aaron Pryor. So, you know, I got to touch, you know, those uh, coattails of a, of a, of a great fighter, a right. king. So in my opinion, one of the greatest junior welterweight champions of all time and, and Aaron Pryor. So he was, you know, and I learned a lot from him about adversity because of adversity in his life and how he changed his life around too. You know, he found the Lord and uh, kind of preaching at the end uh, of his life. He passed away in 2016, but uh, yeah, just a, a great guy. You know what I mean? So I think that, that, that's important too, as you go through life is to try to learn from other people, see other people, listen to other people. Uh, real wisdom is not always you got to go through something. You can see what somebody else went through and be like, hey, I don't want to have to go through a, a bad situation like that, you know. And uh, yeah. he went through a phase after uh, he retired out of boxing. He got hooked on drugs and stuff like that. But then he got out of it and overcame, found the Lord. So, uh, yeah, he was uh, he's a great guy, too. So, but uh yeah, just music. I had music. I had boxing. So I, I had a lot going on. My problem was I had so much going on, I couldn't focus. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you could, uh, which one do you want to be successful at? Yes. Then I finally quit boxing. I was like, you know what? I can't see myself, you know, after nine years, continue doing the fight game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I totally turned back and it's just like, I'm just going to focus on music and writing and I'll last a lot longer that way. <laughs> right. And yeah. you're I'm, and and with um with uh music, you're more creative in, in your mind, you know. You I mean music with great creativity and yeah. physically, you know, it's it's all great. I don't know. I'm thinking that like punching some things might feel really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get some of that <laughs> release. That's a good Notice like I said things, hand. not people. Things. Right. Punching things. Things they all yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that too, like with the creative thing too, is like, you know, meeting Jonathan Josh, he got to heard that he heard the demo of Frisky Wiss, he liked it. And mm-hmm. uh he's he's a great actor. He's a magnificent seven. He's in Tulsa King right now, his bad face with Sylvester Stallone. And uh just uh and he came up with a lot of the idea for the video. He screened, you know, did the kind of storyboard, yeah. Storyboard, thank you. Yeah. And uh he was like, Man, that's it's a good song. I like to make a video for it and i was like man i said i'd, I'd say i'd love for you to make a video for it he goes well d- don't worry about the money or nothing like that he goes you know what i mean and sure enough i mean he just liked the song and uh had great ideas and it was cool just just to work with him you know too that it you know very nice gentleman nice guy and and he does work so i mean and it, it isn't like he you know you can look him up his name's jonathan joss and you can find him yeah. you know on 
Facebook and everywhere else. And he, he does a good job, you know, and, uh, but it's cool. He liked the song and, you know, and him being in there, I think maybe that helped too, you know, with people being interested and looking at the video just because he was in it. So yeah, it was pretty cool. And I think like that's relationships. I think are really yeah. important in all kinds of different places. And you talked about, you've got fans that follow you to shows your wife, you play music with the family growing up. Um, so how like music and relationships, how do those things go together for you? Like, how do you connect with people through music? I almost, like you said, I almost feel like there has to be a family member with you and tattoo Billy for it to be tattoo Billy, pretty much like what you just said. Yeah. And on the hindsight of anybody that plays with me, I try to treat them like family too. So I let them have a say, so I let them have as much, I try to run it, uh, totally, uh, each person's got a say, I don't tell anybody what to do, but I don't want nobody telling me what to do either. <laughs> I'm to an agreement on stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as long as you ain't over there, you know, getting so drunk that you can't play, you know, that's a different story, you know, but if you're, if you have a few drinks and want to play, I'm cool with that. You know, as long as you can play and you're playing good, you know, yeah. and, uh, so balance. Yeah. Yes. Balance. It's all about balance. balance. And, yeah. and I think, I mean, in my experience, when I've been part of a group and I felt like I have a say, I'm more invested in it. Like I want to show up. I want to be nobody, my best. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a hired hand. No, I don't want to, I don't want to live your dream as a hired hand. I want to be able to be in this and be creative and throw an idea. And we've always been open to ideas too, as tattoo Billy, even when me and dad was writing, this just a lot of the guys never came up with, really, you know, never brought anything to the table. So we were open to them too. That just none of them ever really did, you know, but we were always open to other people bringing songs besides me and dad, but me and dad wrote so much together. It's like, you know, yeah. it was unrealistic. We could sit back and write 20 or 30 songs in a week, you know, wow. and our problem was like, we got to quit writing because we can't get these songs recorded. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So that was the problem. It wasn't the writing. It was as much as trying to get in a studio and record them. Cause back in, it was very expensive to get in a studio. Mm -hmm. And now I'm lucky. I got uh, a guy that really believe that's got me is what got me back into it is having people believe mm -hmm. in me and what I could write and what I could do again. And that was my wife, uh, Matt Gracie, my producer, and they kind of helped me believe in myself. But then again, I listen to them, too, because sometimes I might come up with an idea that they're like, eh, don't do that. Like I was telling you earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'm smart enough to listen to them. You know, there you go. <laughs> I, but I think that's that is we kind of mentioned that like touching relationships and believing in people and trusting the people around you that they want the best for you. Right. In all of the things you do, um, which can be hard to find sometimes to find that like not just people yeah. that trust you but people that you feel confident and trusting as well sounds right. like you've been able to surround yourself with great people and that's what you got to do i mean and you as an individual if you're going to be a successful artist you can't go i'm going to curl up in this ball this is mine no 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 this is the way it's got to be i'm not going to listen to you it's got to be my way or no way you're 
I don't even want to work with people like that. If I bring a guitar player in or anybody like that, I put up with it a few times just because I was booked out so far. And then, you know, they turned into Frankensteins in the middle of it. And I'm like, well, I got to finish these shows anyways. And uh, but after that, there were people I was like, I would never use them again. You know, I don't like ego. I don't like uh, I don't have an ego. So if you're playing with me, I don't want your ego either. You know, you come in here, have fun. Let's create some music. Let's get out and play some shows and. uh, And and have fun about it. And it's I'm like that even with a crowd. Me and my dad, when we played, we were almost like politicians. We got off stage. We didn't head to the bathroom or go to the bar and then huddle in our corner and uh, wait for people to come up to us. We got off stage and started shaking hands and thank Kissing you for coming. Hey, we appreciate awesome. it. You know, and I remember these faces and they'd be back. That's amazing. You know? yeah. yeah. And I said, hey, guys, you know, that's how you have a successful band. You want people to like you. Don't go jump in a corner and hiding out from people. You know, they're going to think you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're standoffish. Get out there and have fun. Shake hands with people. Tell them thanks for coming. You know, offer to buy them a drink if you got a few bucks in your pocket. Hey, let me buy you guys a beer, you know. And and that's, I think that's how we really did develop most of our fan base. That We were just nice guys, you know. Me and dad would sometimes go at each other, but that's a father and son. That's family, family stuff, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So I do have a, a question, going back to what you said when you, you, you were in the studio recording. Um, so how do you do it now? Because like, like, most musicians now have like a makeshift home studio. Um, mm-hmm. when, when you get an idea in your head, do you automatically go to like like that kind of source or do you hold it in until you go to a, like actual um, studio with your producer? Well, I'll come up with the idea on my guitar and I might do a rough recording off my phone. Then I go to this okay. studio of my producer. So my okay. my producer helps like <clears throat> so when you go in there, it's like really a way I never record it. All all how could you say? Everything before Frisky Whiskey was like live click it off live recording and it was played okay. live. Okay. And and so it, you know. This is the first time I went in and I've actually started recording professionally where I'm, you got a track, it's click, yep. you know, yep. oh, you're out of time. It's, you know what I mean? So it's a, a long and during process, you know? Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. lot harder process. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've learned I'm better at it now after the frisky whiskey experience, you know okay. what I mean? And we're, yeah. we've got a, a new one we're working on right now called back in country. And it's, it's a phenomenal Nice. Really phenomenal song. You know? I love the name of it already. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. like that already. I want to hear it now. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You you said Frankenstein earlier, and you had like in my digging. There's lots of Halloween horror kind of stuff, right? That that you've got going on. I know you wrote or you you performed a song. Your song was in um that the movie Kiss of the Vampire. Vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Where did your love of that like horror Halloween spooky kind of stuff come from? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I always like the old uh, Wolfman and Dracula movies. You know the old, uh, you know, the old ones the cult like Bela Lugosi yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, Boris Karloff, I liked all those. Vincent Price, I liked all those old, you know, horror actors. And uh, actually, one of my prized possessions is a Vincent Price autograph cookbook. 
you know what I mean? So, and it was funny. So we wrote the song and uh, we did a, a VHS video back in, you know, because videos were like hard to make. And we had we oh, yeah. filmed it and it was uh, called Black Hearted Lady. So it wound up on um, Halloween radio. And uh, it was like the number one Halloween radio station at that time that started playing. it, And uh, we didn't even know it got on there, you know what I mean? And until uh, we started getting like some royalty checks and they would sometimes mention, you know, the station or whatnot, you know, from BMI. And uh, so we kind of it was weird. And then we had the song get into Kiss of the Vampire and people started uh, like that's kind of like dark country. And I was like, yeah, we're gothic country. So. People started for a minute. They were calling us like goth country, you know, right. like teasing because we had so much of these horror themed and uh, uh, dark songs because, you know, we had like black hearted ladies about a witch. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, we had all these songs and uh, that weren't like uh, lyrically wouldn't be like your typical top 40 uh, I love you type songs, you know what I mean? There was some, you know, dark content to the lyrics, you know, and uh, so uh, like even Frisky Whiskey, it's it, it's not a, a a love song. It's about a guy that gets a DUI, he got a divorce, he gets a DUI and his whole life's falling apart around him, you know what I mean? And uh, so that that's the storyline of the song. And the only people say, are, did you write that about yourself? Not that part. Now, there is a part in there. It's about myself. And it's in the break where it goes, well, I'm looking back on looking back, listening to them records that my daddy bought. And that was like a memory of me going through my dad's records when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And there's an outlaw out there. And he knows he I know he still cares. And I'm out there and I'm running free. And it's like, you know, about my dad to kind of still looking over me, still happy that the thing he created, that it's still going, you know. But yeah, like you were saying, a lot of dark imagery, the Halloween stuff, because I'm I'm a huge Halloween fan. I love Halloween. It drives my wife crazy sometimes, but she tolerates me. So what <laughs> So what's your favorite Halloween movie of all time? Favorite Halloween movie? That's that is a good question. That is a very good question. And I tell you, there's so many good ones when I when I look back on it. I mean, even if the original Salem's Lot, I don't know if you guys ever seen that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that movie so well because <clears throat> I remember being eight years old and that was on as a miniseries. And right after the little boys on the window scratching the glass, you know, let me in, let me in. My mom goes, "Okay, it's time to go to bed. You got school tomorrow." <laughs> okay, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You're going to be upstairs to my bed after that scene?" You know, right, right. But, so that yeah. one's always been really vivid just because of that's what happened right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time to go to bed. Yeah. But school I, tomorrow. I've always been afraid, so bad of Freddy Krueger. Man, I can yeah. get him. Yeah, dude. It was, oh, my God. Yeah. Those were some scary ones when they came out. They yeah, was. They like yeah, they don't make movies like that anymore. You know where Terrorist Price yeah. makes it's like basic stuff right now. There's, and it's like the... I, the the movie uh i was in the kiss of the vampire now that guy it was a director he was an actor himself and he now he directed another horror movie it had linda blair in it too and i forgot the name of it his name is joe Torrentori, but he was in the movie uh the sting uh with robert redford and and yeah. stuff and he's the black hand gunman in the sting that saves robert Le redford's life near the end of the movie so mm. if you ever see that that's the guy mm. it was the director of the movie I mean, I was going to say something earlier. Um, I, no, well, no, I was, um, 
I was just thinking that they, I don't think they make horror. It's different no. now. Like it's, it's it, so it's like, it's all about the, how the gruesome G- and CGI gory. And, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, even, and, and I know that this might be a, a controversial opinion, whatever, but I love the scream franchise. Yes. Yeah. The scream um, franchise is good. Because yeah. it's horror, but it's also like there's some like smartness to it and fun. It's not like some of those. It's just all about the blood and guts and the right. jump scares and not there's no actual plot. There's no yeah. any like, of that. Yeah. So. Not like Friday the 13th where Jason yeah. Balance and Perfect build up. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Jason has to be my favorite uh, horror villain of all time. I don't know why, you know, I don't, he just resonates more to me. Right. Yeah, he was scary too. I always liked Michael Myers too, you know, the original Halloween, that was a a real masterpiece, you know what I mean? And stuff, but yeah. yeah. But uh, I I appreciate, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was saying, I love Hocus Pocus. That's that's my. Hocus Pocus is a good movie. I like that too. That's one of my favorite ones. Right. The first one was great. I I didn't really. Care I haven't watched the one. second one. I haven't because I sometimes I think the original like you just like don't mess with it. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, I agree. Yeah. Um, I wasn't much on I, the remake. No. Yeah. I me I I don't know. I'm an original, well, and I know that you said you and you said we've talked about like with um any cover songs or anything. It's make it unique and special and different. And I think right. sometimes even movie remakes just the same right. cookie cutter, and it, it's not fun that way. Right. Yeah, having that yeah. unique piece in there, so. And Hocus yeah. Pocus one had a very, it had a, I don't know, kind of a magic quality to it. Mm-hmm. The way it was filmed, the the acting was this. You had really good actors in it, and it just was a really cute, you know. Uh, fun movie to watch and uh, have you ever been to Salem yes in fact oh. my daughter and I went um, it was her eighth grade graduation trip that is where she wanted to go so we did a whole hocus pocus tour and looked at all the you know the places in the movie but it's just, it's Salem is a really amazing little it's town. an amazing town it is yep so unique and, uh, and fun uh, I stayed there a little one time, uh, I think it was in 2010 or 11, and I stayed at the Stephen Daniels house, and that's from like 1665. It's a bed and breakfast. I don't know if it's still in business, but it was it was pretty know. cool. It's right down the street from the house of Seven Gables. So, Okay, that's yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah, we stayed, mm-hmm. I think, at a Hampton Inn because, you know, like I was right. trying to make my life easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I And I maybe totally missed or didn't see this right. Are you into tarot? as well did i see no. you know did i see a video of you with tarot cards or i don't think probably so. my imagination okay never mind <laughs> ignore that yeah we had um, some great answers <laughs> my mom my mom's great aunts were fortune tellers and stuff like that but no i'm not into that i'm a yeah like i'm the she's our, she's our resident tarot lady here um, hang on i got some more decks yeah oh hold on jeez that's what three four already five that's a 52 yeah. that's a 52 stack right. here you're right here we six, go six sticks right but one, my favorite two. okay Wait, one two four eight only eight 
Hey, I guess that, yeah. But this is my favorite one. It's a Taylor Swift lyric. Yeah, tarot deck. <laughs> oh wow, she's making money even more that, that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you know, you can't have too much Taylor. Sorry, no. I, I, I do love Taylor. Uh, so love to our our other co-host loves love like I mean loves Taylor Swift just like Amanda. And here's, you know, it's Blake and I talk about like you're not cooler just because you hate on somebody that loves something right. that's popular. Yeah, like let people love what they love. Period. Right. Like if you like it, you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, Going off that, going what you said, um, Ed, about you that you not bringing the, the Beatles as much. I think you should bring up the Beatles because you like it, you know. I mean, right, right. Like what you like, you know. If, if you if people don't like you because they like the Beatles, they can you know screw off, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think it's more me just because everybody says, and I don't want to sound like I'm copying off people. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like they are the that. Beatles. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like they—they they are the Beatles, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's a—it's uh, hard to like. I mean, they—I don't want to say they created, but they like—they they, they influenced so much of that, yeah. like rock, and yeah. even you know to this day, like some of the lyrics that both you know Paul McCartney and John Lennon wrote. I mean, they still hit, even yeah. you know, right. yeah. I was going to say 40 years later, but I think it's closer to 60 years later at this point. Oh, jeez, I'm old. Uh, and I'm uh, like 84, right? It's like, but I feel like older than I should. And none of us are all that old here, but yeah, no. man, it's like this. And what just, I think about how different music is. And I don't just mean like the music, but how accessible it is and how, yeah. you know, with the, you know, with, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all of that that you can and get I like to that. music. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's hurt me like as in when that started, you know, we used to sell CDs. We don't know more, you know, but I like it because it opens up everybody's freedom of what they want to listen to. And you ain't being fed anything anymore. Like before you had a radio station, you're listening to this and that's it. And if you wanted to find something different, you had to get out go to the clubs, find demo tapes of bands that were underground. And you know what I mean? It was a real work to do that kind of stuff. Now you can just flip on the uh, computer and somebody finds, you find whatever you want to listen to and you listen to it, whether it's Taylor Swift or uh, Blame My Youth or, you know, Census Fail or whatever you want to listen to. You got that choice to, which it should be. You should have your choice to listen to what you want to. I think it opens up the world to some of those indie artists mm, where they can right. be heard by people and have a whole new audience that they might not have ever had before because they were so localized, right? Like yeah. there are bands that I went to shows when I was, you know, in high school that were amazing, but probably could have made it much bigger if they had had that ability to be in more places than just right. in a little, you know, club in Louisville, Kentucky. Right. Instead right. of, you know. So I know that that James always likes to to wrap up with a um the, the hardest question, a question the hardest question of the night. All right, let's hear it. All right, Billy. Ed 
What is okay? So if you could name one artist, album, or song that you could think of right now, but you can't tell me, Amanda, your wife, anybody else how it makes you feel deep inside your soul. I told you. Yeah. You can't put it into words like how it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't mention the but don't mention the artist. Oh, no, tell can, us. Yeah, tell yeah, us what that okay. artist is that you yeah. either the hits artist. you in a way that like you you can't explain why or how it hits you so hard. I I, I tell you who I yeah. think still hits me and, and if I wanted to if I could ever meet some you know I, well I have to say the Rolling Stones, especially okay. all their stuff from the 1960s. Okay. I just think the Rolling Stones were an amazing band, still an amazing band, and I mean. And still outperforming, you know what I mean? So it's right, you know. Well, they just finished up their finishing up their last tour, but yeah, it has to be the role. I'm always like, is it your last tour? <laughs> I is it your like last tour? Yeah. There's always your that like, oh, this is our last tour. Right. See, that's and what then there's did, another but I don't think they're really done, you know, because um because uh Gene Simmons um hired like two of his other band members and still bar performing kiss shows. So, right. so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this because I don't know very much music trivia. Like I'm just here for color commentary. I don't know much about music. But the Rolling Stones, we just recently did an episode of where bands got their names. So do right. you know how the Rolling Stones got their names? Yeah, they got it off what in a muddy uh muddy uh waters record. Yes. I didn't yeah. know, like, these are all things I've learned because of James and, and Blake, the other host here. I appreciate them because they've introduced me to things that I didn't, music and, and knowledge that I didn't know um, existed. Right. There's some great music that they've introduced me to. I would have never right. heard of you if I wasn't, you know, yeah. if I wasn't oh. here, if I, James hadn't asked me to be part of this. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me on tonight. Is there is there any other? I know you said you've got something coming up that you guys are working on. Um, it should be out probably April or May. It's called. It's going to be a single called "Back in Country." So it's awesome. it's going to be a good one. Right. I can't well, wait. To I can't hear wait here because the name is amazing. I love the name of the of the song. Back in Country. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. It's so, it, and it's very. It's a very different song. It's almost like Queen meets country music. It's, it's very Ooh. different. It's way different nice. than what Frisky Whiskey is. So a lot of dynamics I'm, and stuff. So it's going to be excited. a good one. Yeah. I can't wait I to hear that. that. I'm going to have to mark it on my calendar. I my brain won't remember, so I'm going to probably <laughs> May first. I'm going to go. I'm going to write in there to remember to look it up. When it gets done, I'll hit James up and I'll send you guys over. Perfect. Uh, before it's released, I'll let you guys hear it. I can't wait. Awesome, awesome. So thank you so much for being here with us. I, I really thank appreciate you. it. And everybody, keep country rocking. Yes. Oh, let's do that. it. Let's get it out on. So all right, everybody for listening. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We thank we thank Tattoo Billy for coming on. He's welcome. You're welcome back anytime. You want to come on, come back on and we'll we would be glad to talk to you throughout um, music history or something, whatever you want to talk about. And always remember when words fail. Music speaks. Bye, guys. Thanks. See ya.
All right. Have a good. Thanks Thank so much, Ed. Having... I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on, guys. Sure. Anytime. Yeah. I appreciate it. I really have enjoyed. I get to listen to new music on. all the yeah. time, and um, because of this, this is still yeah. new to me. I just like music. Yeah. Yeah. But I never too. know. I just sing. I drive my kids crazy because I sing. The, the joke is I sing loudly, proudly, and poorly. No. I think everybody could sing. Everybody can sing. Oh, we can all sing. It's just whether or not <laughs> someone wants to hear us sing. There's I always a, that, what I said earlier. There's always a crowd. Well, you know, well, I, uh, an audience. <laughs> I, my, my current my, partner is, um, he is kind of a metalhead, right. classic rock. He's, it's about your, he, I'm 44, he's 52. So like, we're just a little <laughs> different in our like generations, but also not that far apart. Right. You know, what's so fun is just driving you know we live in the middle of nowhere texas pretty much and so just he lives in gun barrel city what a great name a for great a name. town yeah, ever yeah, right yeah. gun barrel city texas but it's fun just driving on some of those back roads and you know singing everything from journey to metallica to olivia newton john together right like it's fun yeah it is music is music is very very relaxing and it's like like amanda said i mean it's it's fun, you know. There's something yep. together, you know. There, yeah, there's something for everybody, you know. So, right. And and again, you like what you like, and don't you know? Yeah, you don't take you know, away. Like my my son would <laughs> would never. My my son would hate that I ever talk about this, but, but um, call me maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. That's a good song. He <laughs> was like two or three, four, something like that when it came out. And it was his favorite song when he was little and he's 15 now. And when, I mean, like, he's like, this is, this is him. Mm, like who, I mean, he might have the best mullet ever in the history <laughs> of mullets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's still, if I put that song on on our way to school or somewhere, he will sing right along with me and it makes my soul happy. Yeah. Like just so yeah. we have that like connection. Connection. Right. Right. And, and I think music connects us. They do. It does. And, uh, you know, and especially being, like I said, being in it my whole life and being with family and it, it does, it does show you the connections you get with people. You know what I mean? And it, it is an amazing thing, but uh, it was a pleasure being on whenever you guys oh, yeah. get there yeah, anytime. Put together, uh, yeah. shoot me the link James and I'll is... share it on all my sites. Yeah. Cool. James is pretty quick at, at getting things together. He's okay, like, he's cool. our, Technical guru. I'm the I technical just, guru. Again, I just show up and I yeah. look this. I'm I'm apparently <laughs> I drank I can feel I'm flushed because I had that's all right. One and a little bit whiskey and I'm can feel it in my cheeks. Yeah. Um four more shots, you'll feel better. There you go. There you go. No. <laughs> yeah. <Did> I, <laughs> I'm too old for that. That'll be hung over tomorrow and I have a yeah, you gotta I have a tomorrow. conference I have to present at oh, no. tomorrow about entrepreneurship and oh there you go cool so like no I'm not no I can't I can't drink that much or I will be worthless tomorrow um I might smoke right. something oh wait we're still there. recording <laughs> never mind I won't do anything <laughs> other than no no we're not doing that party all right Billy thank you so much or Ed right yeah thank you I appreciate your time yeah, okay. You answered it. Oh, just, just don't call you late for dinner. That's what yeah, we, that's right. 
All right. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jared. Right. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Thank you. Let me see if I can get them. Uh, move. There we go. Boom. Got it. Ooh, all right, cool. Yep. That was fun. I really enjoyed the talking to him. Yeah, and I think it was amazing. <clears throat> see how not having like an 